what's good is your boy South 706 this committee podcast as usual we got your boy Dr. Savage Marcus Sniffles Dr. Savage I'm sorry <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug we have a uh, returning guest uh, Mike aka uh, UF's finest aka uh, Gator Great Jr you know what's up hey what it do so this week uh, actually uh, Mike had this she had the idea to bring something to my attention. I, I really, I kind of heard about it, but I didn't really pay attention to it because it doesn't necessarily, it's not really in my lane. There was a bit of a controversy with the Shea Moisture, right? What's it called? Shea Moisturizer? Shea Butter? Shea Moisture. Yeah, so apparently uh, Black Twitter has been wilding out on this company because they put out a commercial that didn't reflect their demographic too well. So I'm going to let, uh, I'm going to let Mike uh, jump in on this. What What, what you know, are your I'm thoughts? I, I didn't think it was Shea Moisture. I thought they just sold out. I thought that was Carol's daughter that, that was the controversy. I mean, Carol's daughter has its own controversies, but I think it's mostly a price. But that's a different story oh, for, okay. for a different day. I don't even know. I think I heard Carol's daughter on a Jay-Z song, but I don't know what that is. But, yeah, go ahead and elaborate for the, to the folks yeah. out there that may not know what's going on. Okay, so this is what happened. Shea Moisture, I think about a week ago, they released About this. a week ago. Shout out to Bobby uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Free Bobby Smurder. Free Bobby Smurder. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought that was Young M.A. I'm tripping. My God. Oh. Exactly, because Young, oh. young M.A. stole his wave. They're both from Brooklyn, so it, it, it happens. But they both sound almost the same. Because they're stole both from the Brooklyn. They're wave riding. Brooklyn. She's riding his wave. Anyways, yeah. go ahead, Mike. That's what happens when you go to jail. That's also what's going to happen to Kevin Gates. Somebody going to ride his wave. Anyway. Yes. Um, so about a week ago, Shea Moisture released this advertising campaign. If you don't know about Shea Moisture, Shea Moisture, it definitely has name recognition as one of the most popular natural hair care product brands. So it would be right up there with like Carol's Daughter, Miss Jessie's, Kinky Curly, but Shea Moisture, I think, is definitely known for affordability. And recently, they've branched out into, like, body care. I see they have some beard care products and stuff like that. So the commercial features um, women of varying demographics. <laughs> varying. White, <laughs> white women, uh, a mixed woman, people with... Uh, straight hair, looser curls. And then at the very, very end, there's like this one girl who looks like she may have a coarser texture of hair. So a lot of people on Twitter, well, mostly Twitter, let's be honest, have really been eviscerating the brand because they're basically saying, yo, you're deserting your base. And the CEO, he went on a radio tour this week. I heard him on The Breakfast Club. I heard yeah, him on Tom Joyner. He was really trying to be like, you know, I realized that we messed up. We own it. We take responsibility. This is never going to happen again. But on the other hand, this is the same guy who is like, our products don't belong on the ethnic hair care shelf. They belong with all of the other products. So I think I don't know. In my heart, I feel like he tried to go mainstream and in doing so deserted his base and then realized that he messed up. I went into Sally's this week and I went to um, Target 
And those Shea Moisture products are on sale. And I'm talking about deep sale. Like they're about to be on clearance because I think people are coming into this. So I went to Whole Foods too. And there was Dang. this black girl on the- Shout out to Whole Foods, the most expensive store on earth. Continue. I was there too today, actually, but continue. Targets is also expensive, yes. I go to all of those stores. I'm terrible. And I was in all those stores. My nigga, she bad and bougie. Yeah, it's about to be named the, the, really the bougie am. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but there was this black girl on the aisle, like the hair care product aisle. I don't even know what I, maybe I was looking for like lotion or something. The hair care product aisle. And she was like, do you guys have Shea Moisture products? And immediately like my head went back and I gave her the nastiest there. And I didn't even realize until I did it. And she looked at me and then I was like, oh, let me get out of your business. But you probably shouldn't be buying um Shea Moisture right now. I know I wouldn't support their brand after something like that. I just feel like that's something that a lot of African American or black brands do. They desert to go for a bigger base. And then when they start getting a lot of backlash, they turn around, no, we apologize. This was such a mistake. No, you knew what you were doing. It wasn't a mistake. It was on purpose. Niggers. Now now sidebar real quick. Uh at the Whole Foods you go to, what's the uh, the demographic of the employees? I'm just curious. They're them. Hmm. I feel like majority majority minority. <laughs> That's funny, but I don't see a lot of white people that work in that Whole Foods. To be on to, to be completely honest, but that might be a reflection of where I live, living Yo. in South Florida. Yo, shout out to the Whole Foods out here in Springfield Avenue. If you live in Jersey, North Jersey, you know what I'm talking about. I promise you. I don't know if this is, and it's funny you say that. All the employees at this Whole Foods, they're all black. Yeah, like, they're all black. The joke is so weird. Like, and it's not even like it's different. Oh, it's crazy. I think it's kind of like, and like you said, it might be a reflection of the area that I live in. But I've, I've never seen like a Walmart with like all black people or a, a Publix with all black people working. I was like, I found it kind of weird. But, but uh, you have any other points to that? Because I got a couple things I like to say. Kind of. Um. I don't know. I feel like I gave a pretty good explanation of what's going on. I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts. It's really interesting to have three guys on the podcast talking about natural hair care products. <laughs> well, I, hold I, on. Well, it was I, supposed to be another young lady. Shout out to uh, Bad Internet Revis for uh, sipping on that purple drink and going to sleep early tonight. Oh, shout out to me. shout out to Lauren uh, Lel or whatever she wants to call her. So she also was uh, painting her new house. Congratulations to you. Hey, start out, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. Right into it. Um, there's a lot of issues I have here. First of all, if you're a black company and you always want our black dollars and then you get on the scene, you make these commercials that are tasteless, that are offensive, you're trying to alienate your core group of people, you just can't do that. And I've always felt like that. Like I won't be buying any additional Shea Moisturizer for my short ass hair or my beard. Fuck shea moisturizer. Hashtag hashtag come home. Hashtag I, come yeah, home. I was about to say that too. First of all, I'm not oh, fuck, oh, 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 oh. First of all, you ugly ass monkey looking niggas, I'll never come home. Because wow. there's no reason to. Wow. Please carry on, sir. The views of Adolphus Savage do not reflect my employers. The language of Adolphus Savage does not reflect my, my employers. Let me let me ask Mike a question real quick because I've seen a little bit of little bit of this on Twitter. They, they they've been saying that uh, Shea Moisture's product has been declining a little bit. Like it's not as good as it used to be, and it doesn't work as well. And they think that they've changed the formula in the Shea Moisture to help out 
people with white hair? Is that is there any truth to that? I don't know. I know. So I've done the whole natural. I think that's part of the thing that bothered me about the whole campaign too. There are white women who are talking about their hair journey. I have never heard a white woman talk about her hair journey before. The that's thing with definitely been like in the in, in the commercial, the 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 hair journey for white women is going from redhead to blonde. That's that's considered a journey now. Right. Like for black women, it's like I was young, I really wasn't taught hair acceptance. I might have had a bad weave or I got a relaxer and then I decided to go natural. So I went natural in two thousand and nine for the first time. And um, I was reading a friend's blog, shout out to the Feisty House, and she loves Shea Moisture products. So I bought them and I use them and I really like them. I personally did see a change in the texture because that stuff used to be, I mean, it used to be really thick. Like you would put that on your hair and it would sit on it like a really good conditioner. And then they started to seem a little bit more watered down to me i don't know if they've really changed the formula i think that probably might be information on that online but i personally stopped using shea moisture products a while ago there's also the fact that i right now have basically a two-one fade <laughs> but <laughs> got, got that pomade on deck exactly Get the waves popping sponge brush man shout the murray's <laughs> but i stopped using them my sister who does have really long natural hair. She started using As I Am. And I think it could be reflective of the fact that um, they are, the industry of black hair is growing again. So it's gone from like relaxers. Relaxers are definitely on a decline. I don't think the weave industry is really going anywhere. Not that it's not going anywhere, but it's not, like it's not declining. That's an area where there will always be growth. But natural hair care, it's gone from this one tiny section on the aisle to a whole aisle now. Yeah, there, there's there's definitely a whole natural hair wave going. Like it's 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 becoming a thing where people are starting to be more accepting of it, and it's you can wear it pretty much anywhere. Yeah, definitely. And I actually exclusively date women with natural hair because it's beautiful. The last four women that I've um, been involved with have had natural hair. I'm actually reading here and um, I didn't know, man, you're talking about a monopoly. On average, uh, Shea Moisturizer was raking in 200 million a year right. black dollars. And it's just crazy. Like, once again, I mean, I'm reading a tweet from a girl by the name of at Robin Butts who basically talks about. Um, remember who you came to the dance with. Remember to dance with the person you came to the dance with. And they're even saying on this article that I'm reading on UPROXX, they're saying that they have tinkered with the formulas a little bit uh, to to kind of accommodate people with straighter hair. That sounds and like whiter hair. That. Yeah, straighter, whiter hair. So that's where the controversy starts from. I mean, man, look, people are $700 million or shit. Actually, if y'all want to purchase my soul, it's on sale for $15,000. Um, that's how much I owe on my car. Y'all can definitely buy, <laughs> buy my soul for free. Um, but people will sell their souls for anything, man. It's just despicable. Well, the, the thing with, uh, like you were saying about how much money is in the uh, black hair products, if you have a product that's going to make a black woman's hair do what she wants it to do, 
they will spend whatever the cost is. We we spoke a few episodes ago. We were talking with Lauren about how much it costs for her to get her hair done, and she was talking about hundreds of dollars for just a a sewing or something like that. So if you have a product that black women will buy and that they love and that they know that works, they will use it. They will use it on their daughters. They will use it on their aunts. They will tell their friends. They will get the word out and they will put your business on a whole nother level. So are we, are we, uh, nobody has any opposing points to this? Are y'all, y'all, are we all, are we all in agreement to everybody yeah, kind of has an issue with this? At, at first I kind of, I kind of didn't understand as far as like, I watched the commercial. I was like, yeah, you guys kind of missed the mark. This isn't who your who your uh, who your fan base is. And what, the more I thought about it, it was one of those things where if I saw a commercial and it was you know they were selling do rags or something like that, or they were or Bevel, if Bevel all of a sudden in their commercials had nothing but white dudes talking about yeah, I had they used to get bumps on my face, I need I needed the Bevel blade, whatever. I listened to Nas. Does Bevel have commercials? They have TV commercials. They don't have TV commercials, but they have advertisements on Twitter. I mean, they have advertisements on podcasts, but they do say it's for everybody, men, women, black, whites. I understand that, but for the majority, it's based towards, it's for black people. That's what it's for. Like, they can't come out and specifically say that, but when you say coarse and yeah, that means black hair. So it's but a thing there, where but there's look, some of our, our, our uh, lighter skinned brothers that, that have the coarse curly hair. I can't, you can't really... I'm not saying I'm not saying they don't exist, but the majority, the people that are going to buy it the most, if you if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you're not going to you're not going to hear a lot of bevel av- advertisements on podcasts that are predominantly listened to by white people. Bevel is on podcasts that are mostly have that mostly has black listeners. So yeah. their target audience is black people. If you go to their Twitter account, you go to their website, it's black people on it. They're they're pushing for the black man on that on that website and that product. So if all of a sudden they start whitewashing their website and their Twitter account and their Instagram account, I can understand if if black men get turned off by that. Okay, so my my thing is I, I did a little bit of research on it because again I was kind of in the dark about it. Sure, I'm not gonna lie. I actually I wash my hair with shea moisturizer every other day now that I think about it. I have no problem with the product, so I'm not the the main user or the target marketplace for that. Now, the things that I, I'd heard on the radio, which it kind of makes sense to me, with any business, when you're trying to go to the next level or expand your brand, sometimes you have to, you know, go to the uh, maybe not your target audience. You got to go to the majority. Like, if they, if they can pull, I mean, let's look at it from the, the white folks' perspective. How many white people before saw Shea Moisturizer was like, hey, I'm, this is something I might want to use? Probably not a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because who I was going to say something very inappropriate, but... Go ahead and say it, because we're yeah. all... There's, a, there's quite... I'm not going to speak for all white people, but a lot of white people, the concept of using lotion consistently, like on a daily basis, like black people, is a foreign concept. Not all of them, but there's some... There's mad, ashy white people out here. So it, it's not like when they do this, that a lot of people are going to say, hey, you know, hey, I'm going to try this product, say they have people look like me. But if you get, say, 10% of, you know, new customers in that demographic to use your product, that's adding more money to the pot. Like the dude who was in charge of the company, where he says he makes a lot of charitable donations to, I guess, place in Africa, to women, getting women internships uh, for businesses. And he's saying if he can't, 
if they can't uh, grow grow their base, you know, expand, they're not going to be able to continue to do things like that. It's it's capitalism. You have to make money. Even if, for example, you can get 100% of the black dollar, that's cool. That's only going to take you so far because we're only so much the population, about 13%. So I can, I can, I can argue. Come on. I, okay, but you guys think. greedy. That's capitalism at its finest. You you get you get the bag. Like I understand. I understand the basic X's and O's. You know, trying to get get the money and all that stuff. My only issue is is a, a product like Shea Moisture, a product like Bevel, is specifically made for a specific type of person. Sometimes you got a product and it's not made for everybody. Sometimes, so it, like everybody can't have that, and sometimes you just got to stick to who is buying your product. It's, I mean, it's FUBU for us, by us. Bevel is for us, by us. Shea butter for us, by us. Stuff like that. There's certain but things that's, that everybody that's not ain't going to be able to use it. That's not how business works. Yeah, yeah. Man, you got to try to get the so bag. Like, it's, I, it's not... Okay, go ahead, Mike. I, was say, I see your point, and I'm all for business growth. You have a very good point. Even if you have 100% of the black dollar, even though we do have the most buying power, let's just put that out there. That it's not going to take you where you need to go but i think the the changing of the formula i feel like that was an afterthought for me but that commercial was to me callous disregard of your base if you had like started easing in a different demographic but you have a whole commercial where well, you basically well, just they, only had, they only had one they had one black woman in that commercial and she was at the very beginning and then it was like three white women right well, what they said, what the guy said from the interview that I watched, he was saying that that commercial or that part of the advertisement was a like a 24 part campaign. So there was it was like 24 different women's hair story or whatever they said it was. And they said that specific part that was put online, which I, I'm calling bullshit on it. He's saying that that part slipped on the radar. Nobody, nobody caught on to it. And the reason I'm calling bullshit is that in one hand, you're saying, hey, we need to grow the brand. But then in the other hand, you're saying, oh, well, this one part that is reaching out to other people and other demographics slid on the radar. Like, you knew what you were doing. And you could maybe argue that he did this on purpose, even though he's going to get minor backlash. Let's be real. People are still going to buy Shea Moisture. I'm still going to use it on my hair. People in my household are still going to use it. And now they're getting more free publicity not necessarily good but yeah anyways they're they're getting okay again back to what i was saying on the last whatever new slaves slaves. what i said on the last podcast about like twitter 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 is what it is they can you know move need a little bit but the world is bigger than twitter cool they get some backlash from black twitter who is what is black twitter you know what I'm saying? I know we we control I mean, a lot. Black of, black black Twitter uh, got that Pepsi commercial up up out of here. Yeah, but Pepsi you, you still I, Pepsi I still making a zillion not, dollars. Yeah, yeah, a I'm day, not saying so. Pepsi's not losing any money, but they things that have happened on the internet, like backlash, like this stuff. Things have gotten changed because of things that happen on Twitter. Like if you get trend, trending on Twitter in the wrong direction, for the most part, you're not gonna lose. You're not gonna go out of business, obviously, but. They will make some changes because they don't want that to happen again. I'm not denying that. But, again... I mean, you just say, like, what is Twitter? Like, Twitter's nothing. Twitter can get you up out of the paint, and it can cost you dollars to keep messing up. It can, but in the grand scheme of things, it's people tweeting. Like, 
is that are those people tweeting who knows what the percent of the people that actually are quote unquote outraged about this actually use the product you know how it is people get on the wave like oh yeah, i'm mad just to be mad if you run if you even if they do lose say a, a, a fraction of their their base for whatever reason again if they reach that 10% of that new demographic they were looking for, that's going to more than cover the people they lose. So at the end of the day, you could look at it. We'll check back later on and look at the numbers and see what happens in the future. It could end up being a win-win because that's free publicity. Even though it's not the best at the time, it still can turn around and benefit them in a positive manner. Hey, so I can, understand, I can understand both sides of the right. This okay. is my thing. I'm just going to give a, a solid point. If you wanted to expand your demographic to reach other races, I think you still need to keep your shade. You need to keep your base customers happy and then just expand your horizon. Like um, when you guys brought up the Pepsi, I remember people were saying, okay, boycott Pepsi, boycott Pepsi. They didn't realize just how much stroke Pepsi had. So if you don't like Pepsi, they have Lipton for you. They have Gatorade or Powerade. They have uh, the different restaurants that they have. It's different ways you can market your $200 million company to reach out to that white, to that Asian, to that Spanish demographic without alienating your uh, black core. That would be my point. I think it does mean, like, I understand wanting to make as much money as you can, but if you're a company like Shea Moisture and 90% of your profit comes from black people, are you going to be fine with, well, I'm making a lot more money, but now 75% of my profit comes from white people. Like, are you, you have to, are you going to be fine dealing with that? Are you going to be fine living with that? Is the money, is the money that much more important than supplying a product that the people that you made the product for will like and that they use? Because once you, once you chain, once you cross over like that, now black people aren't messing with your product anymore. Yeah. You're making more money, but the, the reason you started out making Shea Moisture, those people aren't buying your product anymore. And I mean, if you want to just look at the bottom dollar, well, I'm making more money, whatever, then that's that's you. But you can't turn around and be like, well, why don't black people support me anymore? Uh, the short answer to that is yes, because again, you just said if 75% of the white people are now buying your product, you're making a quadrillion billion more dollars and at the end of the day when you're a business us all about oh, that the bag. Saying, but okay no that was that is what he said he said that i'm just if saying you're, that if you're happy with losing your core like you're 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 fine with losing the people that got you like you said the person that brought you to the dance to pick up a new girl to dance this new girl is carrying way more junk in the trunk but that's, you know what I'm that's not what marcus sniffles said yeah I, I use this as an example say Say the way we we push this podcast, right? We we're looking for a certain type of person to listen to it. Some people that are kind of like minded or whatnot. So say all of a sudden we start to change things, and we and two years from now we're looking back and we're looking at our core audience, and it's a lot different. Say now all of a sudden we have a lot of conservatives or Trump supporters or people that don't like rap music listening to the podcast. Are you still going to be fine with? Well, we have a larger audience, even though we're not catering to the people that we used to cater to. Now, let me push that question. Let me flip that on you. So, uh, Mr. Savage, if this new conservative MAGA crowd uh, allows you to drive a Bentley coupe, do you care, yes or no? Yes, I do care. You're a motherfucking you know, liar. No, I'm not a liar because I've I always been a man of honest character. Bro, oh never, my God. 
oh sold my myself out. No, go ahead and bring out the lies and say what you want to say. As, as Jay said, as, as Jay said, I sold my, I sold my soul to the devil with a crappy deal. At least it came with toys like a Happy Meal. Dolphins, you you are wild. You know you would take I'm that. Wild. No, come on, because that's not the crowd that I'm intended for. Okay. I have a decent job in the real world. Yeah. I work for a freaking bank. Mean, bro, hold up. Talk about, talk about, talk about. You just said you would sell your soul for 15K, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, that was obviously a joke. That was obviously a joke. Right. If we were getting towards hold the MAGA, hold crowd, hold a MAGA member can't buy me. Yeah, that's what I was and about to say. Day, I'm a nigga from Mississippi, okay? I've been <laughs> through struggles exactly. all my life. That's You're exactly. not going to buy me. <laughs> all my life, I had to pay. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, if someone wearing a MAGA hat slid you a check for $20,000, they are like, yo, I want you to get on here and say that, you know, Kendrick Lamar is pro, he's anti-police, and that uh, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group, and rap is the detriment of black people. Would you do that? Are you, gonna, are you willing to change everything about what you stand for on this podcast for some money and that's basically the same question i asked about shea moisture now see that's a that's a bit of an extreme because they didn't essentially they changed their product okay uh, what company doesn't change their product coca-cola used to put cocaine in the in the drink i'm not saying their their product was made for black hair now it's not it's not you it's not made for black hair like it used to be that's not necessarily true that's changing your product adolphus just just read that Dolphus can't read. He's from Mississippi. He probably first of all, I can read. I'm college educated. Don't disrespect me like that. Shout out to the University of Phoenix, by the way. I ain't need no no UF education to make me nigga. Adolphus is a a proud graduate of Trump University, so let's let's keep it a buck. Trump University. Like I said, I wouldn't sell my soul to no white person at all. You, Uh, you You ain't breaking the buck on me. I'm not saying like Shea Moisture sold their soul, but they, did. they changed their product. Their product no longer caters to black people. Black How people are you are saying one- that off of one commercial? I'm not saying that. It, it actually not- says it in the in the I'm- like in an article that they have they have tinkered with the formula. They tinkered with the formula to be more usable on straighter hair. Black women's hair naturally is not straighter. Am I Mike? Am I am I being on base here? Am I is that true or false? Black women's hair is it? Is it mostly going to be straight or is it going to be curly and a little bit kinky? And curly, kinky, and coarse. Nappy, if you want to say that. For the most part, yeah, you're right. So if they go from a hair product that was for curly, kinky, nappy hair and they change the formula to work on straight hair, they're basically alienating their fan base. They're basically alienating the people that built that brand up. Black, think- black, black women built up that brand and now they're starting to sell to white people. That is, and I feel like, and I really wish I'd looked at the numbers, but I think that black women spend way more on hair care than white women. So deserting your base for, sure, white people have money, but are they really spending all their money on hair care? They buy like a $3 bottle of purple essences and and maybe spend like $200 on some like hair dye and hair color, but... Shea Moisture got hair dye and hair color like that. The last time I checked out um, Shea Moisture hair color, it was once again on clearance in Target. And that was before all of this because nobody was using their hair color. If we could sum up this whole thing, three words, deserting their base. Again, you can argue that again, as a, as a business owner, it's all about the stockholders, it's all about making those gains. Like, I, I'm not saying you have to completely sell out 
But again, that was a small piece of what he said was a 24 part commercial ad or whatever. It, again, I think he's full of shit because I think he knew what he was doing. But I don't think that's necessarily fully selling out. I think you have to you have to grow your business, man. You have to, you know, maybe cater to other sides or maybe try some different things. Now, prior to the formula change, was was there a big stink about this? If it seems like the stink about it is made because of this commercial. I mean, the commercials definitely would it it brought brought it to my attention. But I'm like the commercial is just a bad commercial. And if there's 23 other commercials that will make it look better, then I'd like to see the tape. My whole thing is is they're changing their product, and the product isn't being used for the people that it was originally designed for, and that that that's my issue. No, again, I, I again I don't know enough about this i'll do additional research but is it has it been every single product is it specific products like that's that's a that's a pretty wide sweeping view and judgment on it if we don't know all the facts like it might have been a couple of things here i'm i'm sure there's still specific products that you know do what it's supposed to do but i, mean, I, that, I can't that's why i asked mike about it but i've seen people i've seen black women on twitter saying that the Shea Moisture products they've been using, it's not working how it used to. Their hair, it's, their hair isn't reacting the same because they've changed the formula in it. So I can see why they have a problem. I understand why they're just like, yo, we don't fuck with them no more. And it makes sense. Well, so any, any uh, African-Americans, black ladies, ladies with kinky hair, or people that use this product, if, if you like to chime in, comment, add us at Committee Podcast, or add any of us on Twitter, we'll put our ads in the description. I'm, I'm curious if this is really, because like I said, I don't know. I have I, I don't have hair that needs that type of attention, so. You have a nappy beard, so. I mean, nappy is in the eye of the beholder, so. Oh, in my eyes. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I got on that. Being that it's 2017, I, I know a lot of women or a lot of people want to be progressive. You know, you have the feminists out here. Shout out to y'all. Nobody wants those problems. It, you know, they want, I guess, equal treatment, want to have equal rights, want to have, you know, equal pay, which is all all good and all cool and dandy or whatnot. But I'm, I'm going to shoot Mike a, a question. I'm sure she'll have an interesting take on this. How do you feel about going Dutch. And for y'all that don't know what that means is if you were to go on a date with a gentleman that you uh, split the bill or maybe even pay the entire bill. What, what are your thoughts on that? I, I have a couple a couple views on that that might not be uh, very popular. So there's, I don't know. I feel like you would have to qualify that question. Are we talking about the first date? Are we talking about Throughout the courtship, are we talking about after marriage? I think there's definitely stages. Within the first few ranges of dates, like in the first three. The first three? I'm a big fan of going Dutch. I just... What? Absolutely. Look at my progressive sister. Learn round of applause from, from Mike. That's something that I learned... I'm, <laughs> <laughs> even from even from my best friend or maybe my parents i don't even know i distinctly remember having this conversation with my best friend in high school though and her thing was like i don't want any nigga to feel like he owns me after he paid for my meal or that he's entitled to anything so if we're going anywhere i am ready to shell out my coin wherever we're going 
Now, there are some other interesting scenarios, but that's that's for a different time. But I'm totally for going Dutch the first couple of days. Yeah, now now you you have my my interest peak. What are these uh, set scenarios that? These alleged scenarios. Oh no, these were like way off base. Like I've heard of guys coming to the first date and they got coupons to <laughs> to me. I mean, we can't down the the frugal brother, you know. Shout out to uh, Osho Cinco hashtag frugal team. You know, maybe he's out there trying to stack his chips. Maybe he's Shout out trying to breezy as well. No, <laughs> that, no. To me, when a guy like has a coupon on a first date, that means that I don't know. That shows piss poor planning on your part because you could take me out for something free, and I would be cool. I think you're trying to okay. give off this impression, like you're taking me somewhere that you can't afford. And now we got to use a coupon. What about a gift card, though? What about a gift card? Gift card is different. Sometimes you just got that free money and you want to use it. And, you know, expiration days, you like, maybe I never come here often. But a coupon, that means you probably had to, like, look for that. Well, let me let me ask you this. Have you ever watched the uh, one of them shows, like, The Extreme Couponers or whatever? Or heard about it? Yeah, it was on TLC, yeah. I used to watch it. Okay. That. So, okay, I mean, it, it could be an extreme, probably uh, an example that probably never happened, but I saw, actually on TLC, I saw a story about this lady who was a millionaire. I meant to speak about this earlier. This lady had a net worth of $5 million, right? This lady would feed people cat food because the cat food tuna was cheaper than real tuna. Get out of here. And, uh, dang, I, I wrote on this last week, but before you ask... Yes, she was. <laughs> I was about to ask that. I was yeah. like, yo. yo uh, she, had, she was one of our uh, Caucasian sisters. Uh, amongst other things, she had like a 15-inch small box TV. She had like old, dirty furniture. She had like a 1998 Mustang that when she took, the sh- took to the shop to get the oil changed, they told her by the law of their state, they could not release that car to her because it was not safe to drive. This lady has five million dollars, and she and she's feeding people cat food and driving a car that is not safe to drive on the road. So there might be those guys out there that say, you know what, I want to take my my savings and my frugalities to the extreme, and you know, save a couple bucks here and there. So I wouldn't I wouldn't look down on somebody because of that. But okay, well, God uh, bless. First of all, now my stomach hurts, so if I have to leave out early, uh, shout out to South Breeze for yo. She she spread it on some bread. I was like, oh, yeah. come on, that <laughs> As far as the Dutch thing, I will say, of course, I am a, a, an avid dater. I've been on I don't know how many days. An avid sinner. An avid sinner. No, I have not sinned in a week. <laughs> Possibly, the Bible yeah. says all have sinned and come short. It's okay. Yeah, you're right. So it's probably been a few hours, but what I'm trying to tell y'all is, I've I've been out on a lot of dates. It's only been a select few that. Um, shout out to Cynthia who also listens. She was actually the first person to actually invite me out and pay for a meal. She took me to Famous Amos for breakfast. And it was great, but it was like it kind of it kind of ha- made me feel weird because I'm like I'm the man I need to pay. That's this is how I roll. I mean, even when I've dated uh, women that have made more than I do, it's like almost an obligation. Now, if we're beginning to talk different things like that, then yeah, you know, you can go ahead and go Dutch, or you know, sometimes they even pay. But 
it's few and far between where you'll find a, a woman that's actually gonna treat or even go Dutch. And you know what else? I'm gonna tell this other story. Shout out to El Breezy. This clown invited me on a blind date, right? It was him, a girl, and then her homegirl. And I had just came into town. I was fresh out of college. I didn't have any money. And he took, he hooked me up with this girl who ordered the most expensive thing on the menu. And so when the bill comes, you know, I have my normal shit. And he like starts like, you know, hitting me under the table. And, you know, he sends a message and he's like, hey, man, are you going to pay for her? I sent the message back. I was like, hell no. She ordered the ribs. She know the ribs. It's the most expensive thing on me. It was like $24. No, sir. So ultimately, he made a deal to prevent me from creating a scene that he was going to pay me back for the money. But I mean, in, in some cases, I and we go out to a certain place, like let's say for, for Jacksonville, Jay Alexander, Three Forks, or Ruth Chris. If we're going to these type of places and you're ordering damn near the most expensive thing on the menu, don't expect me to pay for it. That's just out of control, especially if I don't know you like that. Thoughts, guys and girls. So I am not as avid a data as you, <laughs> but I, that's a very, you presented a very interesting question. I don't know how many dates I've been or any other woman has been on where she has paid for both of them. I know about women going Dutch all the time, but I don't know. That would be interesting to poll the people about like how many women have gone out on a date with a guy and have taken up the bill. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, when it happened, you know, I had always liked that we'd known each other for a while. We were cool. And she just decided to pick up the full tab. And I was I was mind blown. Like I was like, wow. I mean, of course, um, as years progress, there's other women that I have uh, dated that will pick up the full bill, but we'd be already in a relationship. So it's different. But not being in a relationship, picking up the whole check, I was like, well, bang. Well, I'm glad you've evolved to the point where you could just trick off on women. So I'm, I'm glad to see the Whoa. progress. First of all, it's not tricking if they got it. Secondly, I'm well worth it. So shout out to me. God bless. I mean, I could see your point, Mike, about some women thinking that, hey, you know, I I don't want to feel like a dude owes me anything or, you know, I owe him anything. But I think people should apply that logic to these uh, more or less these fly out situations like that's kind of the situation where you need to be like, all right, well, I got my own. I don't think it's necessarily yeah, that's a whole different animal. That's a I don't think it, I don't think it's a huge deal that hey, I pay for my my two for twenty at Applebee's or whatnot. But I I, I respect the independence. I, me personally, you know, if I, if I was in that situation where I was on a date with somebody, which I wouldn't be because I'm you know off the market and whatnot. I but I, I I don't think I would feel comfortable. I, I, you know what? I agree with your point. If you're going to take somebody out, nah, you know what? Coupons are cool. But I wouldn't feel really? comfortable. Yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable. If you use a coupon and you still pay, that's cool. But I wouldn't feel comfortable of a, of a young lady saying, hey, you know, I'm going to pay for the bill. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just, it's uh, man law, man rule, something like that. It's something you 
Oh, you wow. You act like you were going to come out with this huge epiphany and it was going to be just mind blowing and you conform to what society wants you to. I'm going to give you guys another insight since I have been on so many dates. Honestly, what I will do, lady, which I'm currently off the market as well. But if I were back on the marketing work to meet a lady, I actually uh, price point where I'm taking girls to like, you know, there, there's like on a first date, you may get Panera. You're probably going to get uh, some little seafood restaurant. So it's not going to be too extravagant unless we talk for a while. Has anybody else ever done that? Like you, you go to a place where you know there's a cap on it. Like if I go to Applebee's, I know the most expensive meal you can get is going to be slightly over 20. Yeah, you can't if you if you take someone out on a first date to a fancy expensive restaurant like a Ruth Chris or something like that, like you gotta know that you're coming out of a out of pocket. Like you gotta prepare for that stuff. You gotta be prepared for her to be like, Well, I want okay, appetizers. Well, what about this like cheesecake factory? That's that can get mildly expensive. Well it you depends gotta, if you if gotta drinking if, if they drink or if y'all have drinking age, then that's when it can get like even if you go to Applebee's so you can get a two two for twenty. If they get you know, three margaritas, that, that two for well, 20 I mean, just turned to two for 80. A steak, you know a steak and a drink reasonably priced. At, Drinks. No, I'm not talking about a, I'm not, I'm just talking about a soft drink. Oh, okay. I'll still push you at 30 right there. If you get two of them, that's six or eight ball or 60 bucks is an expensive day. I'm just saying, I know you guys have been high rolling it for years, two parent home, all that bullshit. Wow. But to us, to us young ghetto <laughs> niggas, that's a little expensive. <laughs> I don't recall any of my parents paying for any of my dates that I went on. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like I said, you guys were given chances to succeed in life, but you know, it, it is what it is. Like I said, so a, a place like a cheesecake factory would be off the radar for me. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that too. Like if you're going on a first date, go, go. For me, I like to go to a place that's kind of like you can get like a snack and drinks and kind of sit and talk. Like I'm not a big, you know, go to a, a restaurant and uh, have a first date. I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere that's a little bit more casual, that's a little bit more relaxed. You don't have to like dress up too much. Just sit down, maybe have an appetizer, or sit down, have some tea and cookies or something. Just chill out, and you you know tea that all right. Like if you go to Starbucks or something like that, so you don't want to you don't want to set yourself don't set yourself up. Do not set yourself up for failure by going to a place where your date could end up running up the tab and you're just like, yo, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Why am I, you know, I didn't know she was going to drink so much. I didn't know that I was going to drink so much. I didn't know she was going to get appetizers. I didn't know that they had, you know, the ribs were the special or something like that. So you just got to, you got to be prepared. Shout out to El Breezy for taking me out when I wasn't prepared and I was fresh out of college. Thank you, sir. Well, I mean, I know Adolphus, you should never have these problems because your dates are already pre-priced. Shout out to Backpage, so. Yo, yo. First of all, I've never been on a date on Backpage. Are those even considered dates? Or Craigslist. No, it's, like a, you're, you're, paying like companion, you're paying for companion. You're paying for companion. That's a business, booty call. That's a business okay. trip. But the rest of the stuff I've never done. That's like paying your taxes or something. Like I said, I don't I don't do the same things that you do. I'm a respectable young man. Who believes in God? Anyway, quick side. Anyways, quick side note. Speaking of uh, of cash, I had a. I was thinking the other day, not just in general, just real quick. How many of y'all truly think 
ten million dollars would make you happy and solve all your problems? Ten million dollars? Ten million dollars. It wasn't for me, but I mean, you know. If ten million dollars could make my family go away, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, ten million dollars is. I'm a pretty positive and happy person, so I, I think I'd be, still be happy. Would I take the ten million? Yes. Yeah, sure, I'll take it. And, and the reason I say that is because pay off the house <clears throat> a couple times. The reason I say that is like when you look at, and there's probably other things tied to it, but like you look at you know celebrities or rappers, like say a Drake or <clears throat> maybe a, maybe even J Cole or. Kendrick Lamar, you listen to the lyrics and listen to music for a lot of these people, and it seems like depression is a common theme with these guys. It's like, yo, I I can't fathom being a, a zillionaire, a millionaire, and being, you know, depressed or not being happy. But I, I think it the thing is with money, when you get to that point, I feel that when you have nothing to work towards or any goes because you, you have everything you want. I feel that maybe you have a lot of time to think and maybe you, you get inside your own head. You, you start to, to question things. You worry about your well-being, your family's well-being more because you're not focused on trying to have that come up because you've already came up. But when you come up and you can't bring everybody with you, I think that maybe weighs on these guys a little bit. It, it just always baffled me how you know actors or rappers or celebrities or people that have are well off financially for the most part, don't seem to be the happiest or most mentally stable people. So that's a quick side. But me personally, I think if I had 10 mil, I think I could finesse it where everybody be straight. But I, I think I can make everything work. So, but. Well, I know for me, I've probably been ran out of that 10 mil in a year, but that's just me. Um, I'd probably fall into that too, because I mean, even though it's 10 mil, I have so many family members that are, poverty stricken living in the projects uh, health is disastrous so it, it would so the 10 million dollars would be blown through so fast just to try to bring everyone up and so i, I could kind of relate to some of them you know like um when you have like a, a, a parent that that needs like a a kidney like mine you know, ten million or not—that's not well on the black market. It could, but you know that—that's something that'll still weigh on me. You know, because I have a father that's sick. You know, I have a lot of other things that's going on, and you know, to some people, money's not everything. Because at the end of the day, you can't take it with you. I mean, you could be a millionaire and continuously get your heart broken, and or it can actually tear your marriage up, or you can drink yourself to death. It's a lot of different things that can happen, so I definitely uh, feel for them. Yeah, I kinda... they they don't say more money, more problems for no reason. There's a reason that someone said that that Biggie said that. Like that stuff is real. You yes. have more money, you got more problems that come along with that money. The problems that you you don't have the same problems that you had now that you're a millionaire compared to when you were broke. When you were broke, you just had to worry about eating, keeping the lights on, you know finding a place to sleep when you're rich, when you're a millionaire like that, you have people that are in charge of your money, how you're getting the money, what to do with your money, making sure you don't lose your money. The IR, like IRS, that's, I mean, that type of stress can, that, that'd kill you. That's a lot of pressure dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no money, more problems. That's, that's real. I mean, Jeezy said the 
more problems, more money. But yeah, I, I think that the system is designed that, you know, you're always trying to achieve something, you're always trying to reach that next step to where you don't really have the time to really just think about doing anything else but getting to the next step of the ladder. I mean, because, like, think about when you're kind of off or on vacation, like, it's kind of like, dang, like, you know you're on vacation, you wish you could do it every day, but you always have that itch, like, dang, I know I need to get back to work or whatever. So sometimes I feel that it's unnatural for, for people to be, you know, mentally to have all that money and just be like, damn, like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I going to do? I guess if you don't have any type of solid foundation, you probably could have some issues like that. But I don't know. I think that's just how the system is designed, man. Just keep you trying to chase that carrot. And the few that get those carrot, you know, prematurely or get a lot of those carrots aren't necessarily ready for that. So but that's just my random thought. But I'm still trying to get the bag. So PayPal me that 10 mil. Anybody that wants this sold for 15k, holla at your boy. But yeah, Michael, are you good? You got any closing thoughts? I was gonna say there's this study that I heard about that says after a salary of seventy-five thousand dollars a year, your happiness doesn't change much. Yo, like, I heard the same thing. Was it seventy-five thousand annually or a seventy-five thousand dollar increase in your salary? I thought it was. I understood it to be seventy five thousand annually, but I'm not sure. I heard. I heard one. I heard one eighty. One eighth. I've heard. Of, I've heard different numbers, but the number that I heard wasn't like. It's not something crazy. It's not like you know ten million. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's kind of a low number when you think about how much money people are out here making. But I think it's right. Once you're at, I would say at seventy five. In most places in the United States, you can live pretty comfortably. Not New Jersey. Not really? Hell no. In South Florida, well, depending on where you are. Yeah, not in South Florida either. Not, certainly not in Miami, but Broward County, you might can make it with 75000 You're slinging that dope, yeah. I think after that, though, like, you can pay your bills and have a little bit left over to go into savings, but it's definitely not like a struggle. Like there's still that wiggle room where if somebody comes to you and needs something, you have to be like, okay, I have to make a decision. Do I keep this for myself or do I give it away? It's not 75,000 is not just I'm keeping the light on and I'm paying my mortgage or my rent and I'm paying my car insurance. It's a little bit more than that. So I totally yeah, understand. I, I need to get to seventy five thousand because this is ridiculous, man. Every now and then I have to look at my pistol, <laughs> play a little bit of Grand Theft Auto, and just wonder: Am I going to rob a store today or what? It's, it's getting ridiculous. Get your money back you from the, the back right page, store. Bro. You could buy your own soul for fifteen thousand dollars. How about that? Uh, the views of uh, Michael and, and Adolphus Savage should not reflect my employers. Please do not rob any stores or tote pistols without <laughs> licenses. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what you want to do. Invest them on, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess with even like millionaires, after if you like at ten million dollars, after a certain point, your 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 lifestyle doesn't change. Like you can literally do the same things, but definitely something to look out for. Hopefully, these rappers that are all apparently depressed uh, get their lives together and not be depressed. Go take a break. Go chill on the island. You know, live your life. But yeah, with that being said, that's the this committee podcast this week. Whoa. Uh, 
Hold on, I got a couple Ooh. shout outs real quick. I want to give a shout out. I, I said on the post, I give a couple people a shout out. So shout out to you, Michael, for coming on, um, chatting it up with me. I know you've been on before, but I was out. Uh, they said I was doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, but whatever. So shout out to, of course, uh, Lauren, always holding it down for us. I'm going to give a shout out to Shayla. Going to give a shout out to Valerie. Congratulations on your new car. Going to give a shout out also to Chantel, Shakisa, and Shara. Oh, and Cynthia. Thank you, guys. We love the feedback, love the support. Um, Salika Salam. Well, I'll I'll give it, and I don't I don't want it to go like I don't want this to go anywhere. But shout out to DC for not putting enough money behind Wonder Woman, and hopefully it's still a good movie. But just know that I see what y'all are doing, and y'all wow. y'all y'all probably fucking up right now. So shout out to y'all, Mike. You got some shout outs. It's your time to shine. Let your soul glow. Let my soul glow. I don't know. Shout out to my little brother, my little sister. Shout out to my best friend. Shout out to my mom, my dad. Shout out to my alma mater, UF and UF Law. Shout out to, since we talk about natural hair, the Feisty House. Check out that blog. I love it. Um, and shout out to y'all like for having the, me. The, the Feisty House sounds like the, the ill strip club. I mean, gentleman's establishment. So <laughs> Definitely not that. It's a lifestyle. Started off as a hair and I think fashion blog, and now it's a full-on lifestyle blog. What's the game? The feisty what? Feisty the house. The feisty house. I'm gonna look this up, really. Uh, <clears throat> for me, shout out to. Uh, so shout out to Charlotte, North Carolina. They are the uh, top listeners of the week, followed shortly by Orlando, Florida. So shout out to all y'all out there listening. Shout out to whoever is in, Amon, Jordan, listening. Out here in different countries, checking us out. We got Orange Park holding it down, Jayville, Duval County holding it down, Clay County, uh, East Orange, New Jersey holding it down, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, Grovetown, Georgia, back where we used to run around. And we got Kingston, Jamaica checking in. That's what's up. So shout out to all y'all holding it down. So if you enjoy it, you know, share with your people. Rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes. So apparently your comments won't go through us. We have enough people, you know, five-star our podcast. So. Definitely go on there and five-star, leave some comments. If you're on SoundCloud, you know, comment, interact with us. And if you want to get on to, to chop it up, let us know. I'm still waiting, still patiently waiting for us to get a, for anybody who is a Trump supporter, who is still a Trump supporter, to come on the podcast and make us understand what what wheels are turning in your head to make you, you know, feel the way you should do about your president. And I'm not even like, it, this might come off as being, maybe trying to bash you. I know sometimes we kind of go hard on Trump, but I really want to see what's going inside your head to make you, you know, rock with this dude heavy like that. So if y'all out there, this is a, uh, we're here for a friendly discussion. We'll be fair. We'll be, we'll be a uh, fair and balanced, just like you like it. So give us a holler. So uh, this committee podcast, we out. Holla. Maybe trying to bash you. I know sometimes we kind of go hard on Trump, but I really want to see what's going inside your head to make you, 